Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Tuesday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope you all had a good day today. And, uh, you know, we like to have some fun on this podcast from time to time. I think I'm going to do that a little bit today because some of my favorite things in the world are happening right now. And uh, it's, uh, it's kind of a cause for celebration for me, if I'm being honest, because you know, I've done this way too damn long uh, to pussyfoot around about things. I mean, I, I think after you've done something 36, 37 years, you know what? You've earned the right just to be really brutally honest about some things. And I take advantage of that whenever I get a chance. I think I got spoiled. I was uh, I was fortunate enough to have a company where we did uh, global investment conferences. Uh, and I spoke on a lot of stages all over the world. And, um, you know, the audiences really seemed to like it when I was honest and hard-hitting. And I said what was on my mind. And, you know, you get spoiled with that because, if I'm being honest with you, you get standing ovations. It, it tends to kind of... It's like it's like being on Twitter. It's addictive, <laughs> you know what I mean. And so I think uh, that just is like you know what people recognize the truth when they hear it and when they see it and they respond to that. And I may be wrong, but you know what? I'm always going to be honest. I'm going to tell you what I think based on what I've seen and what what we see here at the VRA. Tyler and I, just a couple local Texas boys here uh, that uh, just love destroying these frauds on Wall Street. So let me start there. Let me start there. Okay. Bear market, folks. We're in a bear market. We are in a brutal bear market. Uh, (laughs) Somebody should tell Google that and Exxon that, okay? Exxon, big numbers today. XLE, the energy ETF today, just stored on the back of Exxon Mobil's uh, massive earnings report. XLE today, by the way, the energy ETF up 1.5% today. At one point today, I think we saw it up over 3% today. Oil did pull back a little bit. Still close positive, though. And then Google just reported after the close, NASDAQ is going to rock and roll tomorrow, folks. Google is up 9% in after-hours trading. Of course, big earnings. Again, we're in a bear market. Earnings are going to get destroyed. We're going to go down 50%. This is going to be brutal. You've heard this, right? I think it's important not to let these perma bears and these people that they really can't punch their way out of a paper bag and don't don't beat the markets. We've done that 16 out of 19 years here. And I know that sounds like bragging a little bit. But you know what? It's, if you've actually done it, I don't think it is bragging, especially since we hardly ever talk about that. But it just really weighs on me, and I get uh, very sick of it because these frauds that we'll see on TV and in print media, et cetera, you know, that really it's a very sophisticated, right? It's a very sophisticated strategy to screw over the average person. They have a system set up and they use, it's very, like I say, it's very sophisticated, okay? Probably created by the CIA, NSA, where they have a, a programs in place that, that really are designed to dramatically affect investor psychology. And it's used throughout society, culture, period, okay? They, they, they can swing, look at what they've done with Rona. Look at what they've done with these vaccines. And now, last night, I bounced around a little bit, but who cares? Last night, uh, was it Pfizer? that uh, uh, submitted an emergency use application for their, uh, their, their poison jabs for six-month-olds to six-year-olds, okay? This is the kind of thing that we should be, we should be calling for Pfizer to be seized and put out of business 
this is satanic evil stuff, folks. And I, you know, I um, I was raised Southern Baptist, and we were in church four or five times a week, and we it was really intense. Okay, this this was my childhood, and you know, I I reached a certain age where I realized some of this just doesn't add up for me. You know, and good for them, but this isn't me. It was just too intense. And and a lot of it I just didn't buy into because, you know, I don't know that anybody has that kind of certainty uh, that some people like to believe about religion or anything. Um, but Revelations has been starting to ring true in my head because you see companies like Pfizer, which, look, it's a criminal organization. Like we know this because Pfizer's been fined, I think, what's the total, $4 billion? I think that's right. They have the largest single fine ever of $2.6 billion. Uh, for 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 uh, for just massive criminality, but I think the total is over four billion dollars, largest, the most fine company in the history of companies in the United States. That that's Pfizer, and and but now the public, and this is the revelation part I'm talking about. The public has rallied behind them. The public's in favor of big pharma, and whatever these are uh, that they're putting in now, kids, six month old to six year old kids. That have a hundred percent survival rate from from whatever this flu is. Okay, this is complete. It's but it's past insanity. We've always called it coronavirus insanity. It's obviously that, but we're way past that now, folks. This is this is flat out evil. This is this is the stuff from hell, and uh, it's the mark of the beast stuff. This is very revelations. This, but it's the way the public has handled it. Very just. Uh oh well, what are you gonna do? You know. Uh, oh yeah, well. Uh, they must have a good reason for saying we all need to give it to our kids, so let's do it, you know. And people are just uh, go along to get along has reached a level that I never, I never thought we'd see, certainly not, in this country. But it's here. So, <clears throat> that's one of the reasons we have a podcast, is because we get to be honest about these things and talk about them. And not, and not even couch them in a way that as Joe Rogan does. Joe Rogan's incredible. Of course, he's amazing. And, and you know, God, God bless him. Uh, but he has to be a little more measured because of the size of his audience. So we have to be a little more straightforward with you here. Uh, but but again, facts are facts. So we're not – that's the thing about what we do here is, you know what, we're going to put the facts out there, but they are facts. And we've done the research just like you do, okay? So <clears throat> bear market. We're in a big bear market, which is what all these perma bears are saying. And remember, perma bears are not even investors. They are business builders. They list they, – they, their business is list building. That's what they do, and they understand that fear set sells. As I said earlier, very sophisticated uh, strategies out there to sway investor sentiment, allowing smart money to buy really cheaply, and also allowing smart money to sell very expensively. And so that's what these perma bears do that tell you we're in a bear market. Well, guess what, folks? I mean, yeah, guess what? We we were in a bear market. The average Nasdaq stock was down fifty percent from its highs. Okay, that is a brutal. Bear market, brutal bear market in NASDAQ. Of course, but nobody talked about that because everybody talked about the largest companies of the world, the apples of the world, etc., that were holding everything else up. But see, that's also the nature of a bull market, of a really powerful bull market. Because we had a capitulation that just took place, right? The capitulation was the average stock went down 50%. Then Jim Cramer, uh, the uh, the Nazi wannabe, the, uh, it would have happily volunteered to be the mouthpiece for the Third Reich in, in the 30s and 40s. There's just there's no question about this. Uh, if you're new to our podcast and you think, well, what, what the hell is Kip talking about today? 
uh, Jim Cramer said about, what, two months ago now? Of course, he's, he's tried to uh, disavow this as, as he does all of his bad calls. But Cramer came out and said that uh, the U.S. military should be used to forcibly vaccinate unwilling Americans. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Um, and, uh, you know, again, that's, that's, that's what that's Nazis speak. That's what Nazis say. And you got to remember, going back a little further, the, the, people are uncomfortable saying the word fascist. And they're uncomfortable that they're saying the word Nazi. Why do you think that is? I happen to know that reason. At least I believe I do. Why do you think from day one, when Trump got elected, they started calling him a Nazi and a fascist? We're all going, wait a minute, what, what are you talking about? What, 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 what are you talking about? He's, he's, there's nothing at all like him that's a Nazi or a fascist. It didn't make any sense, did it? Well, now it does. They desensitized the word. That's why they did it. They desensitized the word. They made it ugly. It's like racism, right? You call everything racism. It really doesn't mean anything. And now people feel weird using the word fascist and Nazi when it actually does apply. And it very much applies today more than ever, certainly in our history as, as, as the United States of America. And, and that's what Jim Cramer is, is a fascist Nazi for recommending that Americans be forcibly vaccinated by the U.S. military. There is no other way to call it, and we should honestly call him that. Use your platforms, use your voice to do this. This is how you finally get their attention, okay? And, um, you know, we, we see so many examples of this, the Fauci's of the world, all the frauds that have been, been behind the pandemic of coronavirus insanity. You know, they have to be called out. We have to have a Nuremberg 2.0 for this. And uh, I won't stop talking about it uh, until I breathe my last breath because I saw this in 9-11, right? Everything that happened today is from 9-11. When they got away with the, the, uh, the untold number of lies, I could, I could rattle off for you right now. No shit. I could rattle off for you right now on this podcast without any notes, 50 lies that we've been told about 9-11, right? Uh, the official, I don't know what really happened there, but I can tell you the official story is not, it's not possible. It's not possible to believe the official story, but they got away with it because we let them get away with it. The Patriot Act was written months in advance, and then it was probably years in advance, right? And then it was just put into place five weeks after the attacks of 9-11. So again, these are all planned. People that think the government, all they do are they're bumbling idiots. Folks, I'm not talking about that government. Right. I'm talking about the real government, this deep state that Trump always talked about, the permanent ruling class or the elite ruling class. That's what I'm talking about, because like Amazon, if you've seen interviews with uh, Jeff Bezos, OK, what does he say? Hey, we're not planning for the next quarter of the next year. We're planning for the next decade. We're planning for the next decade. That's the government, folks, I'm talking about, the one that plans for the next decade or two, like the Rockefeller Foundation that wrote the, 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 uh, the document, the infamous document now, called Lockstep in 2010. You go back and read through it now, it's a playbook for what we're experiencing today. It's what we're living through. So <clears throat> the revelations part, I'll just kind of wrap this chapter for me, is that, to, that, that, that we become just so blasé about all this. And I think, I think most people just feel like, well, what difference does it make if I say anything, I've got to live my life. I've got to keep my job. I understand all of that, folks. I understand all of that. But I'm also saying that if our founding fathers felt that way, we wouldn't have a country today. We'd still be ruled by Great Britain. So there comes a time that you have to say, this is a line that I won't cross. This is my view. This is a line where I won't cross. That line for me was vaccines. All right, that line for me was vaccines. Well, I always said, it's your body, your choice. I still believe that to today. 
I have no problem if you want to take one vaccine or all the boosters to do the rest of your life. That is your right. I respect that immensely, okay? But the minute you try to force me or my family or anybody that I care about to do it or say you're going to get fucking fired if you don't do it, we have a problem. We have a real problem. See, that's when we all have to say, okay, we just that's it. We're not going to comply anymore. We are not going to bend the knee. I believe that to my DNA, okay? And I know most of you do as well. But of course, we're not we're not we're not the average person. The average person uh, it does not listen to this podcast because it wouldn't resonate. They would think we're crazy people because they're so indoctrinated with the propaganda and they can only see what they're told to see. Again, revelation esque. That's my concern about where we are. But I also have faith, right? Uh, I may have left the, the church, the Southern Baptist Church, but I'm still a very spiritual person and I have a lot of faith and I do know we're going to win this battle. And, and folks, this is the battle right here. This is the battle. Okay, also today for the capitulation, I just got to hit this one more time. Jim Cramer, uh, again, the, the capitulation was marked by a 1,200-point loss we had last Monday, okay? And then remember, Dow Jones down 1,200 points, and it closed higher on the day. It closed, all, came all the way back and closed up 100 points on the day. That is called, in classic technical terms, capitulation. Then it was followed up by Jim Cramer saying to short ARC, uh, Kathy Wood uh, Innovation ETF, uh, <laughs> which had already fallen 59% in 11 months, folks. Jim Cramer recommends to short, ARC is a great representation of this bull market, okay? Because it's more aggressive, technology, uh, 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 you know, related companies, NASDAQ, small caps even, and that's really what ARC is, is representative of the future of the bull market. Because folks, bull markets, the ones we care about, they're no fun unless they're led by technology. They're just not. Otherwise, they're going up 6 8 10% a year. And we're spoiled, aren't we? Right? We want the opportunity for 25 30% a year, which is, I believe, exactly where we are today. I would not be – matter of fact, I expect this. I expect the market to rock and roll for the rest of this year. I think we're going to have 20% gains this year again, and I think that's going to continue. I think we are on the, uh, the very much parallel to, uh, 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 track that we were from 95 to 2000. I've talked about that often here because I see it. It's structural in nature. Right, it's structural in nature. Uh, we've got financial engineering that is just beginning to take place among public companies. Google is that example. Again, Google reported earnings up nine percent, but the real reason the stock is going, in addition to good earnings up nine and a half percent now, is they announced a twenty for one stock split. A twenty for one. I know the size of it doesn't matter, but that's fantastic, okay? Because twenty to one, that gets the stock, <laughs> that gets the stock down to about one fifty, okay? So you know, very affordable uh, compared to where it is right now, twenty and one hundred and sixty bucks, right? But the great thing about what this represents is, see, now this is the way, right? We're we're gonna we're looking at a series of repeating patterns tied to uh, financial engineering. We've been talking about this with this here for, for a while, okay? We've seen a number of companies already that have come out and said, we're going to, do, we're going to split our company up. We're, we're, going to, we're going to split the company into two or three pieces. There's been multiple announcements of this. We've covered a lot of them over the time, right? Now, Google, which is also going to be split up, remember, they can't wait to be split up, right? You talk about, well, the government's going to break them up. Congress is going to have rules. They're going to break these big tech companies up, and they're going to regulate them. Okay, yeah, guess what? They are. But like Standard Oil, right, that wanted to be broken up, right, that was the play. Rockefeller said he's going to buy one stock by Standard Oil before it split, before they divest, before they break it up, right? That was great advice. 
uh, he's on public, his public record saying that. And of course it was. Same thing with the baby bells, right? Ma Bell broken up, all the baby bells, fortunes remain there, folks. And it's going to happen here too. Take this to the bank. All these big tech companies who will be broken up are being broken up because they want to be broken up. As far as the regulations that Congress has written, guess what? Guess who's writing them really? Surprise, surprise, right? Big tech. So they can keep their competition out. This is the scam, okay? But this is the way. So we have, we have an option here. We can whine about it and say, well, this, is, this is, just doesn't feel right. This is wrong. How can this happen? Yeah, well, that's all true. Or we can say, you know what? <clears throat> For better or worse, I'd rather be part of the winning side here. And at least, if it's going to happen, I'd at least like to make money from it. And that's, after doing this all these years, folks, that's really where I am. I don't trust Wall Street. It, it, it's criminal enterprise, uh, Pfizer times a thousand. It just is. But <clears throat> this is the way. And we live in a, in a capitalist free market system, and this is what I do for a living. So I've made my peace with that. And now this is what we try to do is teach other people, look, uh, uh, the realities, you can know the reality and you can know the truth about what's happening and also make the decision to profit from it because it's hard to help the poor if you're one of them. The more we have, financially speaking, the more we, good we can do with that money. And that's the way I try to live my life. I know you do as well. So... That's why we want to get obscenely wealthy, obscenely wealthy, so we can help other people with that money. That's the game, folks. And you just got to make your own decision to, you know, to, to kind of be able to, uh, to think on, on two tracks, right? Uh, <clears throat> but the financial engineering, companies breaking up, stock splits, all of this is now the way. Google and these others are showing you the future. This is the crystal ball right now. And so... This market, like 95 to 2000, is a structural bull market of size and scope that is just getting underway. One final point is an important point. Everybody has bitched and moaned about companies that for over a decade now have been aggressively buying back their own stock, right? Well, you know, I, I see both sides of that argument, right? But <laughs> it's their company that's controlled by board of directors and shareholders to do whatever the hell they want to do with it. That's just, that's just the way our system works within, within law, within some, some understanding of the law uh, with the attorneys they have. That's a very loose definition. However, financial engineering folks. So for all these years, this last decade plus, they've been buying back their own stock. People have been able to make sense of it. And I've been trying to sh shout this from the mountaintops about why this is happening. You buy back your own stuff at low prices so you can sell your shit at high prices. Surprise, surprise, right? It's a very complicated concept, I understand. But, <laughs> but that's what they're doing. And so what they're doing now is they bought all their stock back. They own, the companies own more of their stock now than they've ever owned before. And now they're going to be able to sell that stock by splitting their companies up. This is the, they're going to break their own companies up on purpose You'll have some of this done via Congress with big tech, et cetera. But this is the next wave, folks. This is the next wave. And it's going to unleash massive earnings potential. Massive earnings potential. And the sum of the parts are worth more than the whole. You get these companies split up into two or three or four pieces. All of a sudden now, analysts are forced to evaluate them on, all on their own merits. You, know, you look at a company like Apple or Facebook or Google even. These are not, this is not one company. These aren't one company. Look at Tesla. This is not one company. 
these are 10 companies in a lot of cases, especially the, the more established, longer, longer term companies. These are five to 10 plus companies inside of one company. You start splitting that up and you've got realized value for all of these, all of these separate divisions and now soon to be separately traded companies. Folks, this market, that's why we must continue to buy the dip. We must continue to buy the dip. Corrections are, are opportunities, okay? This is, not a, this is not a bear market, and I'm sorry, but uh, Jim Cramer, thank you again for marking the bottom, marking the lows when you said short arc. Really appreciate that, my man. And, um, and uh, I guess the rest of the thing really goes to Donald Trump. I'm, I, the rest of the thing goes to Donald Trump and, of course, to Americans that make it all happen. But the Trump economic miracle is still the reason that we have the economy we have, which is very healthy, and it's the reason we have the stock market that we have. It's Donald Trump. It's the Trump economic miracle built on low taxes that are still in place, less regulation that's still in place. Biden, of course, is trying to tear that down. Most of Trump's deregulation strategies are still in place, okay? Again, because Biden's running nothing. This is the elite ruling class. What do they want to see? They want to make money on their stocks. Folks, this is a, this is a very convoluted uh, free market system we have here, but it's still weighs heavily to the benefit of capitalists and capitalism and public companies and, and, and the markets continuing to surge higher because all these guys and girls have their money where? In the stock market, in U.S. stocks, by the way. It's really the only game in town. Uh, we, there's some international markets we like as well, but right now it's, it's U.S. primarily. Almost exclusively it's U.S. Um, so, again, we think it's got a long ways to go, and uh, we've got to keep using these opportunities to pull back, and we think the, uh, the likes of Jim Cramer, et cetera, uh, in advance of what is going to be, I don't know, five, six years of financial engineering minimum. Folks, this bull market could run even longer uh, because once it really gets going, I'm talking about Dow Jones 50,000, Dow Jones 60,000. We're at 35.4 now. That's when people will start saying what we've been saying, what Tyler and I have been saying for some time is Dow Jones 100,000. When we start hearing that, you will. When we start hearing that, that will be the sign that we'll probably start taking some profits. We're getting much more cautious, okay? But anyway, for now, uh, look, the lows are in place. There is zero question about that in my mind. We had capitulation in the markets marked by the things we just talked about. The fact we did have a big bear market in NASDAQ and, and small caps, same thing. Nobody talks about small caps anymore. Folks, we're loaded for, here at the VRA, we are loaded for bear in the small caps. Highly recommend because no one talks about it. It's been a brutal place to invest for over a year now. This is the next big group that's going to soar. Mark my words on that one. Uh, we're only adding to positions in our small cap positions and ETFs as well. Um, I, I mentioned Trump and the Trump economic miracle, low taxes, less regulation, anti-China strategies. So let, while I'm on the subject, let's talk about Trump one more time. Let's talk about Trump media. Okay, we 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 uh, you know what we. Uh, because you know we value our subscribers, our members, our clients all over the world, we, we really don't talk about our portfolio holdings here. That's for them, right? But, you're, but so many of you that are listening here, you are our subscribers. You are our, our, our VIPs. So let's talk about that for a second. We normally do this on, on members-only podcast. Trump Media, okay, <clears throat> today was up 13% at $83, just under $83 a share, hit 85 almost today. Uh, big move higher. Good volume continues to build. Folks, this is going to be a cult stock. A lot of you know, I'm a big Tesla fan, bought it at 42, still own it from 42, split adjusted, actually less than that, but I've also bought it on the way up. So my, my average cost basis right now is $79 a share. Uh, 
Trump media is going to be the next Tesla. Trump media is going to be the next Tesla. It's a cult stock. Some people don't like the, that, the way that sounds, okay? And I understand that. But it is. It's a cult stock. Tesla is a cult stock. You can call it a story stock if you want to. But it's more, ap- more aptly called a cult stock because people fall in love with it and they don't care what the stock price is. They just want to own more and more of it. And they can't imagine selling. That's what's developing right now with Trump media. Because it's not just truth social. It's four or five different divisions where they're going to be attacking big tech that has done so much damage to this great country with censorship and communism just being forced down our throats. So Trump media is doing it with advertising. They're going to be doing it with, with uh, 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 what are the divisions? Advertising, broadcasting. I mean, Fox News should be quaking in their, in their shoes to tell you the truth. Because when they launched a broadcasting division and advertising, wow, I mean, everyone's going to – will be advertising on it. I can tell you a lot of people will be. Uh, but Patriots, look at what Trump just did in Conroe this past Saturday. You know, that's the biggest crowd that we've ever seen for, for Trump. And this guy hadn't been president now for over a year. Right? This is kind of crazy, right? But it's a cult. It's a cult, but in the good ways. People love this guy and what he represents, which is the goodness of America and the awfulness of communism and the elite ruling class that only wants to, uh, to, to really dominate and control us. That's what Trump media represents because there is no other company that does what Trump media does. Not just because he's got his name behind it. That's clearly a big part of it. But he's made Devin Nunes the CEO. Devin Nunes is a rock star, badass American. Okay, He couldn't have picked a better CEO in my opinion. He's a winner. And all of their divisions will be targeted to taking down communist companies. This is the way for them. And it's going to be exciting to watch this happen. Hold, people that buy this stock don't want to sell it, okay? <laughs> Look at the 100,000 people or whatever that were at the, is the Conroe event, those that could and couldn't get in. And uh, same thing. I can tell you that most of them own Trump media. But it's not just a U.S. story. It's a global story because everybody realizes that if America falls, it is over. If America loses to communism, folks, it's done. It's game over. That, that's very close to happening here in this country. If it weren't for uh, a governor DeSantis in Florida... And for the Second Amendment, America would be Australia today. Mark my words. Mark my words. So, but it hadn't happened. We are the beacon of light. And everybody around the world knows it. They look to us. And they're very proud of the job that the red states, at least, have done. And governors like Ron DeSantos, not so much Governor Greg Abbott of our, of our home state here in Texas. So my point is, international investors are also buying Trump media, and it's only going to grow. Again, I'm pounding the table on it because I didn't pound the table like this on Tesla, and I've always regretted it. And I just said, as I told everybody, you've heard me say this multiple times, I'm not going to make that mistake again. Right? I'm not going to make that mistake. I could be wrong. If I am, I'm wrong. I'll admit it. No problem with that. I'm wrong all the time. But on the big stuff, I get that shit right. I tend to get the big stuff right, I believe. And I think I, we have a, a track record that dedicates that, that shows that is the case. Because I do my homework, and I do my research like you, and I make informed decisions, and I just happen to have done this for more than almost four decades now. So you tend to, you tend to learn a lot from your mistakes over four decades. Trust me, that's been the case here for this simple Texas boy. Um, okay, so Trump media, love it. Also today, I want to talk about specifically on the markets here. Let me now tell you what the markets did today. Again, even after the huge move higher we've seen, uh, from uh, Friday on, uh, look look at what's happening here. 
you know, we've got the Dow Jones finishing up almost the highs of the day, 273 at 35,405. NASDAQ up 7 tenths of 1%, up 106 points. Rust 2000 up 1.1%. Rust 2000 was our leader today. And SP of 100 also up 7 tenths of 1%. So a solid day after two back-to-back great days. Folks, remember, 90%, yesterday had 90% up volume for NASDAQ. That is so rare. 90% volume days do not happen much. Certainly not for NASDAQ. NYSE, you might get a couple a year. That was the first one yesterday we got in five years. The first NASDAQ, 90% up volume day in, nine, in, in, in five years. And again, that's capitulation. That tells you this is a, a bullish thrust buy signal. Okay? Uh, and again, that's how we're treating it here. This is, this is going to be a fun rest of the year, folks. And don't buy all of this nonsense about the Fed hiking rates. I don't care if they do or not. I just know they can't. Uh, they just can't. But... I'll give them a couple of rate hikes. I've said one. I've said more than two would go into recession. But you've got to remember, none of that matters because the markets love rate hikes. The markets love rate hikes. My mentor said three steps and a stumble, right? That's really been the, the age-old wisdom behind rate hikes is the markets tend to go up at least to the first three rate hikes. And it's highly actionable. Like it's, it's, it's overwhelmingly the case that the markets love rate. I don't know where these people are coming from. To say the market's got to crash because the Fed is raising rates. They just don't know their history. And again, this gets back to the perma-bear concept and the fact that you just got to be very careful who you listen to because they're, they're telling you things that just aren't true. They just, they just aren't true. So it's just very hard for me to even watch financial uh, news programs anymore. It just makes me want to pull your hair out. Again, they, they're just not honest people. Uh, but again, great day for uh, everything today. NASDAQ, uh, again, confirming today. Great internals as well. Let's talk about those now. Uh, in our internals today, and again, I thought today could have been a little bit weak. I thought today, this would have been the day that wouldn't surprise me to see a sell-off in late day. Instead, we, we just, we didn't. NASDAQ today, by the way, was down 170 points this morning, but even then, the internals were sharply positive. So that, again, is another tell, right? That's what you look for. By the way, our tells right now, what we're watching for, we're watching, as always, we're watching the internals, and we're watching the semiconductors and tech stocks. We key off that. Our new thing we're keying off now is the ARK ETF because if it's bottomed and the likes of Jim Cramer have made a horrible call here, right? These stocks have been destroyed. This, if they continue to rise, that tells you we have had capitulation, which I, I believe we have. NASDAQ internal study. Wow. Almost four to one positive volume today. That is, uh, I think that's a 79%. NYSE also in the high 70%. No, let me run that again. That's a, that's a late adjustment here. I just want to run the numbers real quick for NASDAQ. Uh, yeah, 77% uh, up volume. Same thing pretty much for NYSE. These are great, great readings. Uh, so fantastic to see there. Uh, as far as NASDAQ advanced decline, uh, what is that? That's 3 to 1 positive, just a little bit less than 3 to 1 positive, 2.5 to 1 positive for NYSE. So, again, these are not the internals of something that would tell you this is a bear market where we're going to revert back and go back down again. These numbers just aren't, doesn't mean we won't see it, but I'm just trying to tell you probability-wise, this is why we, we track the internal so closely. These are rock-solid readings here, indicative of a market that wants to go higher. Also, as Tyler pointed out for the podcast today, folks, we're back above our 200-day on everything except NASDAQ, and it's not far away. The Qs, NASDAQ 100, closed a back above its 200-day today. It was 6% below just a couple days ago. NASDAQ is just a hair below now. 
Dow Jones, S&P 500 back above, solidly, solidly above the 200-day moving average. Happened like that, right? And then um, also uh, we had uh, the transports. This is what Tyler told me. The transports today closing back above the 200-day moving average, which is really important to see, up a big 2% today. Housing, I believe, let me just double check housing here real quick. I want to get this right, HGX. Housing, uh, you know what? I, uh, I'm screwing my system up here, but I want to get it right. One second. HGX is uh, just a hair below its 200-day. Uh, that's, that's really probably our only concern. I don't think it is a concern. I think housing is still the place to be. Transports are solidly back above the 200-day as well. So again, uh, again, Tyler focuses on this. Nine of our 11 S&P 500 sectors are above the 200-day moving average. What's important about that is even on like the darkest days, like uh, uh, before this move started, we still had seven out of 11 S&P 500 sectors that were above the 200-day. So you just didn't get that kind of damage in these big cap broad, broad market indicators that are, you know, again, the, the key uh, to everything S&P 500 related. That's also, again, very bullish. Um, what else here? Uh, sector watch today. Uh, again, of 11 S&P 500 sectors we had, I think it was nine and two, no, eight and three, uh, but very close to almost all 11. Utilities are down 1% today, but to the upside, energy stocks, again, up three and a half percent. Uh, materials up 1.7%. It was a very good day today. Uh, again, broad-based move higher. That's uh, that's really what you'd expect to see. Pull call ratio remains elevated. Yesterday, pull call ratio closed at 1.07. We had this huge move higher, but the pull call ratio yesterday was still 1.07. That is, uh, that's a full-on buy signal. That's what that is. People are way too bearish still. Bearish sentiment is, again, so many people in my Twitter feed, so many people are saying, but Kip, we're in a bear market. We can't, we can't invest now. What are you talking about? No, we were in a bear market for the average NASDAQ stock, but we've never even sniffed a bear market for um, SP 500 Dow Jones. So uh, we're in good shape there. Again, Rust 2000's got some work to do, but that's where the opportunity is if you believe in buying low and then selling high. Um, all right, let's look at our uh, commodity watch today. Commodity watch today, we had uh, gold today. Uh, back above his 200-day, 18.02, up $5 an ounce. Silver, up 22 cents an ounce, excuse me, 25 cents an ounce at 22.64. Copper, one of our favorite groups, along with energy, uh, up 11 cents a pound at 4.43 a pound. Of course, a lot of you know, Turquoise Hill is uh, our top pick in this space. Turquoise Hill is uh, just got a final, final deal done with both their partner Rio and the government of Mongolia for what is going to be, within just a few years, it'll be a top three Gold, copper mine, it's already produced. I think this year they should do close to $1.5 to $1.7 billion in revenue. So they're already getting a lot of gold, uh, copper and gold and silver out of it. But it's just beginning. Now that deal's done. Stock's been on a nice tear, back over $18 a share. Love uh, Trump Media and Turquoise Hill, I think, are uh, really stellar opportunities going forward. Uh, but you know what? We have a whole portfolio of like 15 stocks. You come and join us and find out what they are. Two free weeks. Check it out. If you don't like it, you know what? Thanks for showing up. Not many people leave, by the way. So we hope you stay with us, too. Check us out at vrainsider.com. Again, vrainsider.com. 
And uh, oil today uh, was up uh, 12 cents a barrel at 88.25. And finally, Bitcoin up 295 right now at 38,711. Folks, as always, appreciate you listening. Hope you had a great day. And we love getting your feedback, questions, and comments. Keep those coming. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.